Welcome to the Glow Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a lifestyle YouTuber and health and wellness enthusiast. This is where we will have raw and unfiltered conversations around wellness, self-care, astrology, relationships, and career. Join me and be empowered to become your best self mentally, emotionally, and physically. It's time to manifest your dream life. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 76 on Glow Radio. Today I'm going to be chatting with you guys about a topic that I've struggled with for most of my life and I feel like only this year have I kind of mastered this topic more and I want to share kind of my tips with you guys, my journey and how I've been able to do this. So the topic is how to let go of control and how to achieve more by doing less. So I found in life that the more you let go of control, the more things actually fall into place. And I know this might sound crazy for some of you guys, especially if you are a control freak. I definitely used to be a control freak. I have a Virgo moon, Virgo rising. I've mentioned to you guys time and time again, and I find that that side of me can be very controlling, very nitpicky, just like focused on all the details. And a lot of other astrology signs can also be controlling, so not just Virgos, but I just saw that that side of me tends to be the more controlling part. So first, let's kind of define what controlling means or kind of what I've noticed or what kind of I've seen how control has affected my life. So in my in my words, I feel like controlling means that believing all the results are up to you and if you don't take action or work, then nothing will go the way that you want to. That's how I feel is the def or that's what I think is the definition of control that I've kind of come up with. And being too controlling can lead to so many different problems in life. I'm sure you guys know most of these already, but I just wanted to give a few examples why being controlling in your life can be negative. So being overly controlling can lead to toxic relationships. It can lead to chronic stress, which is one of the biggest issues that I've been dealing with. And I mentioned to you guys about all the health issues that have been manifesting in my body and I truly feel like it's be- it's because I've been holding on to so much stress over the years. So being overly stressed can also lead to a lot of mental and physical health issues. And one more thing that being controlling can lead to is eating disorders. So there might be many other things that can go wrong in your life if you're being overly controlling. But I thought that these were kind of like the top three that I've noticed, especially in my own life. So I want to talk to you guys about how to let go of control. I'm going to go over three tips today and kind of really dive into them in depth and share with you guys many examples so that you can can let go of control in your life and have more things fall into place and have more things go smoothly in your life. So number one is to be aware of any past traumas that could have led to this controlling behavior. 
So for example, if you guys had like a messy childhood growing up and a lot of trauma, like maybe your parents didn't parent you in the best way or maybe you moved around a lot and you might have felt like you didn't have control over many things in your life. So this could lead to you wanting to control a part of your life leading to being controlling in those areas that I mentioned before, toxic relationships, eating disorders, uh, work, anything like that. So once you're aware of these past traumas, I feel like you can really kind of face them and see how you can recover from them, see how you can heal mentally, emotionally, see if you need to forgive anyone, forgive yourself. Through so many of the podcast episodes that I've done here on Glow Radio as of late, I've talked to you guys so much about past trauma healing, all because I've done a lot of that this year. I mentioned to you guys I used to be in a very toxic 13-year relationship that I just got out of last year, and so many things started popping up in my life, and I just realized how much stress I was hanging on to, how much I was trying to control everything in my life, and the more I wanted to control things, the more that nothing would go my way, you know, nothing would kind of work out the way that I wanted to. And when I finally learned how to let go of control, that was when I started seeing results. And this was one of the first things that I noticed myself doing, like being aware of my past traumas, finding ways to heal from them, you know, learning from different authors, healers, teachers. I've told you guys I've read a few books this year that have really, really helped me. I love Gabby Bernstein. I read her book, The Universe Has Your Back, and I feel like that helped me face a lot of my past traumas. I've also read The Emotion Code, and lately I've been learning a lot from Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm currently reading his book, Becoming Supernatural. Talk to you guys so much about him. So I'm probably going to mention a little bit more about him in this episode too. So being aware of your past traumas, I said maybe if you moved around a lot in your childhood, I find that that tends to lead to kind of a feeling of instability. And that's why we tend to control in our lives because we want that stability. For myself, I found that it was because I felt like my parents were very inconsistent when they were parenting me when I was younger. And I talked to you guys a ton about this. Me and my parents have a very different relationship now. It's a very loving relationship. We've actually had many redeeming conversations about my childhood traumas and I'm very grateful for that. So when I mention these things, I'm not saying it in like a bitter or anger way. It's just kind of how I saw things before, how my perception was. And now I'm so grateful that I am able to have a much closer relationship with my parents after speaking about these things. So I mentioned to you guys a few weeks ago, I had a super redeeming conversation with my mom. I kind of explained to her why I felt like my childhood was very inconsistent and it was very kind of stressful for me because myself being a very earth dominant person, like I have a lot of Virgo placements and just a lot of earth in me and earth signs which are the Virgo, Capricorn, and Taurus people, we tend to be very consistent. We usually like the same things. You know, when we go out, we like to be safe, especially like when we're going to restaurants, eating foods. I find that if you're dominantly Earth, you kind of like to stick to the things that you know are good. And we tend to react very similarly, you know, 
in similar circumstances. Like if you ask for our opinion, I would say it's it's kind of like it doesn't change very often. Not saying it can't change, but it just doesn't change very often. And for my mom, she's a Scorpio, but she has a Libra moon and a Libra rising. And air signs I find to be more like changing. It's easier for them to change. They're a little bit less consistent than earth signs or even a lot more <laughs> inconsistent than earth signs. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. It's just that I had to kind of learn how my mom was and because I'm someone who kind of, if you ask me a yes or no question, if it's no, you know, if I don't like something, I would probably still not like it the next time you ask me. But my mom, because she's an air sign, you know, she changes her opinion quite often or more often than I do. So back in the day, I would like ask my mom certain things like, oh, am I allowed to go to a movie with friends or am I allowed to go to a concert? And my mom would say no. And that led to me kind of having this perception that she was a very controlling mom. But I recently, just like after so many years, after decades of me having this perception of my mom being a controlling woman, I actually talked to her about it and she realized that I kept, you know, being an earth sign, seeing her this way, and it would actually frustrate her a lot because she wanted to explain to me that even though she said no one time, it doesn't mean no forever. And, you know, circumstances may change and she might also change her mind and I just didn't see that. But back in the day, I felt very, and I also felt very, um, like, I felt like she was very inconsistent and not very stable because sometimes she would get like very angry at me over a certain thing and then other times she like would be super chill about it and wouldn't get angry and I was like what is going on so because of my perception of her and how that kind of happened in my childhood I felt like it was super inconsistent and I think that's why I personally became more controlling in certain areas of my life. Another way that could lead to you being controlling, I find, is if someone or a lot of people in the past broke your trust. So you might have struggles trusting people and that can lead to a controlling personality, I find, because if, you know, if someone broke your trust, you might feel like you need to do everything yourself and you can't, you know, rely on anyone or you can't ask anyone for help and you just need to control everything by yourself. And I find that this could happen, you know, in your family, in friendships, in significant others. If they break your trust, it could lead to this coping mechanism. Another thing is having a very performance mindset. I find that this happens a lot in Asian households, me being an Asian, because a lot of Asian culture, I guess, want they your parents might want you to do well in school and they could get very angry at you if you don't do well in school, if you don't get that A, if you don't get that 100%. And I find that this is actually very detrimental to your mindset because it can lead to you thinking that your worth is dependent on your performance, which is absolutely not true. You are enough and you are worthy no matter what you do just by being. As the word is, we are human beings, not human doings. So I find that because of this, I guess, upbringing and like 
parents acting this way or even if somehow you just have this mindset where your worth is based on your performance that can lead to a lot of controlling tendencies in your life and if your parents kind of punished you for making mistakes then it could also lead to you being controlling because you're so scared of making mistakes and you don't want to fail so that can lead to controlling in your life and one more thing here is generational issues like generational trapped emotions so this is a term that i learned from reading the book the emotion code so the emotion code basically goes over a healing method to release trapped emotions so you can trap negative emotions in your body whenever you feel something like very strongly and you feel a negative emotion for example like anger bitterness uh, what else is there? Unworthy, worthless, all those kinds of things. There's a whole list in that book. And if you feel these emotions without expressing them properly, without releasing them, then it can lead to them being trapped in your body. So this can happen in your own lifetime or it could happen like from generations before. So this could be like, you know, years and years ago from your ancestors. And if they had a sense of... Uh, something like, I don't know, having a performance mindset, then that could lead to you having that mindset as well. So the book kind of goes over this method where you use magnets to heal. It's, it's very interesting, very cool. I highly recommend you check it out because that helped me so much. And it's, I like it because you don't always have to necessarily remember the emotion or remember the memory that led to, you know, the issue in your body and being trapped but it is like very simple method to heal so highly recommend that you check it out I've talked about it like multiple times already on this podcast so those are some of the ways that I've noticed and I've seen could lead to you having controlling tendencies in your life so make sure to reflect on your life I feel like journaling really helps with this I journal a lot like I found that before I would trap so many emotions in my body and it would be so difficult for me to express them. And journaling was kind of a way for me to release and now being in like healthy relationships, it's also taught me to be more expressive with my emotions and what I'm feeling. So moving on, number two, how to be less controlling and how to achieve more by doing less. I would say to believe that whatever is meant for you won't pass you. The universe is always on your side. If you believe in God or a higher power, believe that they are on your side. And even if you're not into that, you're not, you don't believe in God or whatever, know that the universe is always on your side. Whatever you put out into the world, you will attract. Like, I feel like the law of attraction is a real, real thing. And the type of energy that you put into the world, you're going to receive that energy back. It's kind of like how the saying goes, you can't live a positive life with a negative mind. I find that this is so true and energy is so contagious because I'm sure all of you have noticed when you walk into a room and it feels stressed or you can just sense a tension. If like some people have been arguing there previously or something, you can just sense that. And when you're around a lot of negative and stressed out people, it's very contagious so you might find yourself being negative as well when you're around those people. That's why it's so important to surround yourself with 
positive people and people who bring you up, people who are empowering and supportive because that type of energy is so contagious. So if you are intentionally looking and open to receiving, the universe will give you a sign for sure. And no matter how hard you work, sometimes if it's not meant for you, it's just not meant to be and it's not going to happen. I'll give you an example here. So I used to be the type of person that was a workaholic. I have that Virgo side of me I mentioned to you guys. And also, this is going to get a little deep into astrology, but my Mars sign is in my sixth house, which tends to show in the way of me being a workaholic, basically working myself, burning out because Mars is like, you know, it determines like your drive in life, um, your aggression, physical instincts and how you work. So I used to be the type of person that would work nine to five at my job and then I would come home, work on my own entrepreneurial projects because I mentioned to you guys, I have a very entrepreneurial spirit. I've started a ton of projects in the past and I would just be so burnt out because I would be literally working from morning until night until bedtime and I didn't give myself a break. And even when I wasn't working a nine to five, I would be like constantly stressed out about my entrepreneur projects, the businesses I was starting, like I wasn't able to work in a calm way. And this was a big issue for me because I could, you know, I wasn't happy being stressed out all the time. And after all those years, it really started building up. And that's why this year, like at the beginning of this year, all these health issues started coming up for me, like hormonal imbalance, histamine intolerance, adrenal fatigue, insomnia, just like so many things came up and I'm still healing from them. It's, it's you know, a gradual journey, but I'm so happy that I'm aware of this now and I no longer burn myself out through work. And it was so funny because I used to like judge people for having like downtime or like chilling out and watching Netflix, you know, or watching TV. Like I'm someone who barely watches TV. And even now, like, I guess maybe because I built the habit of not watching TV for so long. I don't usually watch a lot now, but I am more open to it. Like my boyfriend loves watching shows on Netflix. And, you know, I enjoy watching things with him and having downtime now because I've learned that you don't need to work yourself to death in order to achieve your goals. Yes, of course, work hard. You know, you still got to put an effort. But if things are meant for you, they will flow easily. And I feel like this can be a very difficult concept to grasp, especially if you're someone who like works hella hard and you're like, you know, all these results are because of my hard work. I just, you know, I challenge you and encourage you to take a step back and kind of like take a break from things and taking a break from things will allow your mind to just reflect more. Another example is that last, I think this was, yeah, about last year, about two years ago now, or was it? Yeah, I was starting a lash extension business with a couple of friends and it was just not working out. We spent over a year trying to start this business and I realize now that we didn't start it with the right intention. Like none of us were really passionate about lash extensions. We just thought it would be a good business idea. Like it, I, we thought it would be a lucrative business that would make a lot of money 
and I have a very entrepreneurial spirit. So I'm like, okay, let's tackle this. But nothing was working out because we were trying to hire some girls to work for us. It was so difficult, like extremely difficult to hire people. And we went through a lot of trouble finding an office space or just finding a space to open up a shop. And at the end, you know, one of my business partners decided to fall off. It was actually Clara, my best friend. She decided to not continue with the business because she felt like it wasn't what she was passionate about. So me and my other friend, at first I was like, oh, maybe I should quit the business too. Like maybe it's not working out. And because I'm such a mutable person, I am a Pisces. So mutable signs means that you're more flexible, you know, you kind of go with the flow. But a downfall is that I find that I'm, I can be very easily influenced. So I was in a toxic relationship at this time. And I was like talking to my ex about, uh, should I continue with this business? I really don't know. Like, I kind of don't want to, I kind of feel like it's not for me. But then he being like, you know, toxic at the time, he was just like, you know, people aren't going to believe in you if you keep like starting over again. And, you know, we're getting older, you don't have that much time to make like so many mistakes and like second chances. So hearing that, I was just kind of like, okay, fine, I will keep going with the business just because you say that. And now I realize like, those things are not true at all. You are allowed to start over as many times as you need to. If something is not working out for you, pivot, change. You know, it's totally okay to start over again. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It means that you're learning and you're growing. So I wish that I knew that back then, but because I was in such a codependent, toxic relationship, I just listened to him say that and I decided to push through with the business for a little bit longer. But at the end of it, the space that we wanted to use to open up our shop wasn't approved because the type of business we were opening, like a beauty business, wasn't allowed in that type of zone in the city. So I finally thought about it and I talked to my business partner at the time and I was like, I, I really think like we should just not continue with this and focus on the things that we are actually passionate about. And it was like a breath of fresh air, you know? I was actually sick with a cold literally for like almost a month while I was doing this. And now I know that I was like holding on to so much stress. And then once I made that decision to not continue, my cold started getting better. It was it was crazy. So that's an example of how, you know, I was trying to control everything in that business. But in the end, you know, so many signs were going wrong and it was just not meant to be. So no matter how controlling I was, it wasn't going to happen. So I just wanted to encourage you guys to stop forcing things. Stop forcing relationships. Stop forcing friendships. Stop forcing things in your career. Stop forcing things in your health journey, your health and fitness journey. Because sometimes the universe has something better planned. So I want to give you a few examples here in these different categories of how when I finally let go of control, the universe gave me something better. And it was something that I totally did not expect. So let's start off with relationships. This is more of a recent example. 
I've talked to you guys how I am dating my dream man and literally like I manifested him. I had this whole list of everything I wanted in a relationship and he is literally all those things and more. So I'm so grateful for it. And just before this, I told you guys I was in a very toxic relationship. For 13 years, we were engaged and I eventually left that relationship. And then after that, I was dating for a bit. I was dating around and I met this one guy that literally was the biggest heartbreak of my life. And I mentioned it to you guys on this podcast. I've said some very juicy personal details about this situation. Of course, no names are mentioned. But if you guys want to listen to like more relationship episodes I talk about a lot in that and episode 69 and also episode 70 I give you 15 signs of a toxic relationship and 15 signs of a healthy relationship so go there if you want to hear some more juicy things about my dating life so a brief just a brief summary of it I met this guy and I at first I was like I don't even like this guy very much but eventually, we, I started falling for him, and it turned into this whole thing. I went on vacation, came back, and I thought we were going to start, like, dating seriously. But then, did it work out? He actually told me that he saw his ex, and then they still had feelings for each other. And it was just a whole thing that was very intense and the biggest heartbreak of my life. But even after that, I was like... I realized I had a trauma bond with him, which I've explained to you guys in previous episodes. It's where, you know, you might struggle with the same things. You might have gone through the same trauma in your life. And that's why you feel this bond to someone who has gone through something similar to you. But it's not necessarily healthy. So that's what I felt with him. And I really just wanted to work out. I was like, you know, even if we're not together right now, maybe in the future, things will change and will like our paths will cross again and I just wanted to be with him so bad and I was like forcing it even though it had ended already and like like it was definitely not happening but no matter how much I forced it it didn't work out you know even after we ended things like we saw each other a few times after that and it was just not not a good time so Finally, when I decided to let go and I wrote a manifestation list, I was like, I welcome, you know, my dream man. I'm open to it, whether it be this guy or someone else, I am open to it. And please just, you know, show me when the time is right. And after my mindset changed and I was open and I let go of this, that's when I met my dream man. And I was literally shook at how quickly it happened because I honestly did not expect to meet him. I wasn't even like really looking for a, like a serious relationship because I was so heartbroken and I was just like, I need time to heal. But meeting this guy has really helped me in my healing journey. And this guy, I say, <laughs> meeting Sean, my boyfriend, my dream man has just been such a big part in my healing journey. So that's an example I have for relationships. Moving on to friendships, I would say that sometimes friends are for a specific season. You know, some friends you might have for life, like they're lifelong friends. But I've noticed that some friends, you know, come and go. And this is like totally okay. I feel like it's important to hold on to these things loosely because, you know, 
exactly what I've said. What's meant for you won't pass you. And if a friend is meant to come into your life and stay, they will stay. So in the past, I've had situations where I've met someone new. We got along really well and I would want to plan like another hangout with them or something. But sometimes they wouldn't work out. Like sometimes we get busy, you know, we wouldn't uh, reply each other just because like we had other things going on. And in the past, I would kind of be like triggered about these situations. I was like, oh my God, why did this person say they were going to hang out with me and then like not reply or whatever. But now I've realized, you know, what's meant for me is meant for me. The universe will bring us together. And maybe this is just not the right time right now. And that's why things aren't working out. Like scheduling hangouts might not flow smoothly. And yeah, so just realize that. Realize that friends are sometimes for a season. And if you constantly like if it's so difficult for you guys to plan time to meet, then maybe it's just not meant to be right now. And just hold on to that stuff loosely. Next topic, career. So I've had a lot of weird experiences in my career. I've talked to you guys about how I manifested my dream career. That is episode 66. It's a very popular episode. So I know you guys love hearing about this stuff. So go listen to that if you guys want to know how I manifested my dream career. So I mentioned to you guys how I was forcing the lash business. Another thing that I was forcing was like being an entrepreneur. And that's not to say that I won't ever be an entrepreneur. But at that time, I was so specific in my goals and I wouldn't let go of them. Like I was like, I must be a YouTuber full time. And I wanted to do the podcast full time, you know, but things just weren't working out. No matter how hard I forced them, I was trying so hard doing so much research, learning so many different ways to succeed. Like I was, you know, learning all about SEO and just like marketing techniques and none of it was working out. And once I finally let go of it and I wrote out a list, a manifestation list for my dream job, that's how I landed my current dream job. And I, I'm still shook at this. It's like such a crazy experience because I never thought that I would be able to be in a place to tell you guys that I'm in my current dream job you know but there's still so many challenges and there's so many things that I have to overcome one of them is managing my stress which I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit in this episode so my current dream job I had like food poisoning literally the night before the interview I was dying <laughs> I had to go to the hospital I threw up like four times so I wasn't my best self for the interview, but I guess it was meant for me. The universe just knew it was meant for me and it wouldn't pass me by. So even though I wasn't like my best self during the interview, I still got the job. And an example I have of in the past is that there's been interviews where I really wanted, I, I would think that it was my dream job to work for a certain company and I prepared so hard, I thought I aced the interview, but I wouldn't even hear a call back from them. So I'm not saying don't prepare for your interviews. Yes, prepare, but just know that even if you feel like you did super well at something, you aced it. If it's not meant to be, it won't be yours. So even now at my current dream job, I am the marketing manager for a YouTube channel called A Filthy Lot. So go check it out if you guys haven't yet. 
I'm still healing from my health issues, so I would say I'm not 100% healthy. I'm not like 100% being my most productive self, but things are still happening. So at my company, it's a YouTube channel, and everyone in the company is allowed to create a show because we're like encouraged to practice our creativity. So I really wanted to start a show, but I was still kind of like sick in the last few months and I just didn't really know when to start it. But I felt like when it was the time to start, it was very obvious to me because the co-CEO during a meeting was telling us that she wanted to see more feminine shows on the channel because a lot of our content is, you know, geared towards males. It's a lot of like more nerdy, like, content that's yeah for more men so she said that and then I previously talked to my boss about creating this uh, show that was more fashion themed so targeted towards more women and then after she said that in the meeting my boss was like yeah like Jacqueline had this idea so maybe we should like move forth with it and then I def definitely took that as a sign for me to get started and and it's very exciting for me. I'm still holding on to it loosely, so who knows what could happen. It's not like in full development or production yet. But that's just an example of how, you know, when it's the right time, it's the right time. So listen to your intuition. And I feel like when you feel like something is not right, don't force it. Don't control it. And next topic here, health and fitness. I used to keep forcing the deadline of my healing this year. Like, I was like, I want to be healed by summer. You know, I kind of had very similar issues last year, like feeling my histamine intolerance, things like that, the insomnia. But this year, it's been a lot worse. And I think it's because the universe is telling me I'm in a safe place now. I'm, a, I'm in a good spot with my career. I'm in a healthy relationship. So it's a good time for me to heal. And I just kept rushing it. And when I finally let go of this deadline that I was forcing myself to have, I finally started feeling better. And I'm like continuing to heal now, so I will keep you guys posted on how the journey goes. And in fitness, I've mentioned to you before that I competed in a bikini competition before. And... I definitely wouldn't do that again because it's just not the type of lifestyle that's sustainable for me. But after that competition, I found myself keep, I kept wanting to compete again because I had like gained some weight after the competition and my body was just wasn't doing well. And I kept like wanting to compete again because I was like, I just need to force myself to like lose all this weight again, lean out. But it, it just didn't happen. You know, so many obstacles came up and finally I just let go of it. And I was like, okay, I, I don't need to compete again right away. And I realized that it was because I needed to heal my mindset. You know, I had to heal my mindset around my body and my thoughts around my self-image, my body image. And competing again wouldn't have healed me. It was by me, you know, going through all these things for self-growth and self development was how I healed myself and now it's like I'm so happy with my body and I feel like I have a very positive body image now even though I'm not the fittest that I've ever been I love my body and I find that it doesn't take me a lot of work to maintain you know what I look like and it's because I really stopped obsessing 
over food, fitness, health, and all that kind of stuff. I feel like that's like a big topic I can talk about in another podcast, but I just wanted to touch on that here. And then moving on, my third tip on how to let go of control is to start from an abundant mindset and don't come from a fearful mindset or a mindset of lack. Now, this is something that you need to practice consistently and don't be too hard on yourself. I feel like some things that I've done that have really helped me develop a more abundant mindset is to do daily affirmations and journal. I practice doing this thing called future self-journaling. And it's from the holistic psychologist. If you follow her on Instagram, I subscribe to her newsletter and she sends you this like free guide on with a few journal prompts. So one of them is like my future self will have these three traits. And sometimes I repeat myself a lot. You know, I, I say things like I am calm, I am relaxed, I am unlimited. And just by rephrasing things a little bit differently and doing it almost every single day, I find that it really gets ingrained into my mindset and it's really like reprogramming myself. Another thing is that I've been learning how to meditate. I talked to you guys about meditation in episode 74. So if you guys want like five tips on how to meditate as a beginner, go check that out because I'm definitely still a beginner, but finally got in my groove and I thought I would share how I got into meditation. So go listen to that. And another thing is to rest when needed. I feel like resting has really helped me develop an abundant mindset because in the past, I would constantly be working, working, working because I was so fearful. You know, I was scared that I wasn't going to be successful if I'd stopped working. So that was like the wrong way to go. And once I started resting more, I find that things have been going smoother and they've been working out. One thing that I was just chatting with my friend last week is resting versus having no ambition. So I think what, yeah, what I was judging myself for is that I felt like resting would not get me closer to my goal. And now I've realized that that is so wrong and you definitely need rest. Everyone needs rest. The amount of rest you need might be different depending on the time in your life, what you're going through. So just because you're resting, it doesn't mean that you don't have ambition. Like you still have your intentions in life, your goals, and the universe is still going to be on your side helping you get there. And it's okay to rest. Resting can actually help you be more productive because it gives you time to reevaluate and reflect on your life. And I've talked to you guys about Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations. He teaches you to really feel like you already have what you want. And soon your reality will match your emotions and match your mind. So... This year, I've really learned how to get rid of like my rushing mindset, getting rid of FOMO and stop priding myself on being busy. Like being busy is not always being productive. Just like a lot of people say, you know, to develop a healthy relationship with food, you want to eat in a calm state. So for work, 
I used to be stressed out all the time and to help me develop a better relationship with work, I would remind myself to work in a calm state. And you need to reprogram your mind for this. It's hard. It's not easy. It's taken me a long time. But now I catch myself and I'll switch my mindset. So an example here is that I used to get super stressed out when I get an email for work or get a phone call. Like It would just stress me out right away. And I caught myself doing that and I was like, this is not okay. Like, I don't want to feel this way every time I'm given a task because this is my job. I do love my job, but for some reason, I'm still feeling the stress when a task is given to me. So I caught myself doing that and whenever I feel that way, I like remind myself to make a switch. And I tell myself that mistakes are okay especially with creativity. You know, I'm such a creative person. My work is very creative. And being creative, you need to have room to make mistakes because not every idea is going to take off. Not every idea is going to fly. So those are my three tips on letting go of control. And I just want to remind you guys again, when I let go of my toxic relationship from last year, I felt like my life was falling into place. I was sick with a cold right before that. So once I let go of the lash business that I was doing, I shortly uh, shortly let go of the toxic relationship after that and I started feeling better for my cold. And when I let go of the trauma bond I had with that guy I was seeing for a couple months, I finally found my current dream man. And when I let go of controlling every aspect of my career, I finally found my dream job. So I hope that this encourage you guys, encourages you guys, and I'm having a tongue twister here. I hope this encourages you all to see how you can let go of control in your life and hopefully more things can start falling into place for you. If this podcast was helpful for you in any way, please go leave a review on iTunes. It would help me out so much. It helps more people discover this podcast and it helps me continue sharing my personal tips and things that I'm learning. So please go do that and feel free to always DM me on Instagram at glowradioco or at underscore Jacqueline Sun. I love to hear from you guys. I always feel so warm after hearing how the podcast has inspired you or empowered you in your life. It just makes me so, so happy. So make sure to do that. And I shall chat with you guys in the next episode. Love you all.